0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to Breaking Geek Radio, the podcast, podcast. Oh, we're off to a great start here. Breaking Geek Radio, yeah, 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 yeah. Welcome Geek to Radio something. The, podcast, the flagship premiere and international podcast of LRM online.com or the genreverse. I'm going to get used to actually plugging the John going forward. Um We're part of the John podcast network. Lots of great shows there. And today is going to be interesting because I don't know if you can hear it, but that's the sound of silence, mostly silence, not complete silence, but we have one Daniel Bartholomew Bartlett sitting here in the <laughs> studio with me. Hi, Daniel.
2: <laughs> good afternoon, good evening, or good morning. I have no idea what time it is for you, but it's it's nighttime for me.
0: It's nighttime for you. It's oh, not yeah. for me. It's it's around noon for me. Um, and if you don't know, I'm Joseph Jeremy Medina, one of your hosts for today, and one of two hosts. That's right. The... Uh, uh, what's it called? The, I was going to call Fantastic Four. That's not right. The Tastic oh. Four is now the, the dynamic duo, so to speak. Unfortunately, neither Brandon nor Nick are here today to talk about the most important film of the year so far to hit theaters. Uh, that's just unfortunate, you know, because I feel like it's actually, you know, it's unfortunate for a new reason, because I feel like this is a movie <clears throat> and I don't want to speak for you. Danny. Go on. Go on. But it is a movie that I almost feel like there's not a lot to say about.
2: <laughs> but
0: <Yes. laughs> we'll jump into that when the review proper hits. For now, of course, we also are going to be discussing the initial inaugural, is not the right word, but I'm going to use it anyway episode of Moon Knight, the latest TV series or Disney Plus series from Marvel Studios, starring Oscar Isaac in the titular role. And uh, we'll talk about that in a bit, but let's talk some news. And I hate to do this, but it's been so prevalent throughout everything Go on. for the past week that we have to at least kind of, at least do we have to talk about Will Smith at the Oscars? Is that something that we need to touch on just a little bit? Uh, for those who don't know, the Oscar ceremony happened on Sunday of last week, and it, you know, some some people won some stuff, some people lost some stuff, but ultimately, uh, we potentially saw a real pivotal point in potentially two careers in the industry, namely Will Smith and Chris Rock. So during a, a particular segment, Chris Rock made a joke, a GIA Jane joke geared towards uh, Will Smith's wife, Jada Pinkett Smith, and... I didn't know this at the time. Apparently she is suffering from alopecia and that is a a disorder that makes you lose your hair. And so he made the joke. Will Smith walked up on the stage, smacked him, walked back down, clearly shocked Chris Rock. You know, they kept on talking. Will Smith said, keep getting my wife's name out your effing mouth yelling really loud. I don't know why I just censored myself, but that's what happened. (laughs) Spit it twice. Uh, then went on to, uh, less than an hour later, accept the award for best actor uh, for uh, his role in King Richard. And there's just been a lot of controversy. Everyone naming their opinion about, was this wrong? Was this bad? Was this a stunt? Was it whatever? Uh, Who should we get mad at, everyone? Who do we to be upset at in this particular instance? And, well, before we kind of dig into... The aftermath stuff. I mean, I'm curious, Danny. What were your initial thoughts about what happened? How did you hear about this, and what did you think?
2: Um, I kind of. Um, I think it was actually on our on our Slack channel. Um, no, no, I apologise, Jamma. I remember it distinctly now. My sister uh, had texted me as soon as it had happened. For, I think she was watching it live at some point, and as soon as I got picked up my phone early in the morning here in Dubai. Um, she sent the link what was up with that Will Smith at the Oscars and uh, opened it up and there it was I was she had uh, edited the the little video link for me and and I saw from the joke up to when he was um, shouting at Chris Rock Um, yeah my first reaction was obviously with most people was like what the fuck but I've got two things on this and we've all got our opinions of, I really don't think that Will Smith was in the right at all. Um, regardless of whether the joke was in bad taste, good taste, a good joke, a bad joke, a joke about the the unfortunate illness that Jada Pinkett Smith has, which I don't think the joke was. It was a GI Jane joke, not about the illness. So there's a whole thing about comedians and jokes and when's a joke appropriate, et cetera. But regardless of that, it was wrong to go up on stage. It, it really was. I mean, But the positive, if they can use that word for this, is how professional Chris Rock was. I thought he was fucking Mm. immense in handling that situation, maintaining his composure, um, managing to. He stumbled his words a couple of times afterwards when he was presenting the documentary. But after that, he then flowed back into it. And I think that shows his experience as a comedian because he's been in some situations, I'm sure, in his comedic career. Um, but just as an uh, experience as a professional presenting the biggest, you know, biggest award show in the world. So there was a couple of obviously love, nuances, but my initial reactions, and I'll keep them as they are. Will Smith was in the wrong, in my opinion. And Chris Rock did a great job of being professional throughout the whole amazing, strange, wonderful, weird incident mm-hmm. that it was. So that's where I yeah, go on it. Jammer.
0: I think I think I'm on, on the same sort of wavelength as you in terms of like who's in the wrong, quote unquote. But I'm also of another... And that is just like, is this really that big of a deal? Like people are making a huge deal about it. And I just feel like, no, he shouldn't have gotten up and smacked him. But like there are worse things out there than going up during awards ceremony and smacking somebody. Like it's just yep. there, there are plenty of worse things out there. We have a freaking war on, you know, in Europe going on right now. Like who cares that much uh about what is happening here? It's just, it's, it's on the grand scheme of things. No, it's not professional, but does it matter? And so many folks have done so many worse things that I don't know if, uh, it was a lapse in judgment moment, obviously for Will Smith. You know, who knows, maybe that speaks to him as, as a human being in ways that I don't understand. But at the end of the day, it's like, I don't think it's a big deal. I think we should just like, whatever, move on, move on with our lives and just let things lie.
2: How do you, how do you feel about that? I mean, it, when you, when we analyze it like that, you're absolutely right. But you know, in the same, in the same vein, it doesn't downplay a person's emotions, even if they're not, if they're worried about burnt toast or worried about global war, it, it doesn't invalidate someone's personal emotions and feelings about stuff just because it's not that important for on the grand Fair. scheme of things, everyone's entitled to that opinion or to have that lapse, to have that emotional challenge, to, the um, Lack of judgment in that moment, etc. But on a, on a little side note, what do you think about the how it actually just shows the importance of of the Oscars themselves? It's it's a big deal because it's the Oscars and it's all these wonderful actors were just patting each other on the back and boosting their own egos and stuff. And like you said, does it really fucking matter that some actor? smacked another actor because you got upset because they're just actors so they're just humans like us they just happen to be in the public eye but the oscar ceremony itself
0: yeah i mean i guess honestly i almost for the exact opposite where it almost because this is the only real thing to come out of the oscars it just shows how much people true. don't really yes, really care about yeah. any other aspect <laughs> of the oscars <laughs> yeah uh so i mean for, i get it but you know it's just it's like it's just the thing. it's been around for decades. Obviously it's like important to the industry on some level. Yeah. And it, I, I get the importance from a business standpoint and from like a prestige pant standpoint, but I don't know. Like I obviously you don't want to encourage people being able to walk up and smack somebody. If that were the case, we would have had probably people lining up to smack Ricky Gervais years ago. Um, yeah. And, you know, it just would have been completely, it, it, it invalidates, I guess it gets rid of the safe space for a comedian to actually do their job.
2: Sure. And it's just,
0: that's not a great precedent to set, but at the same time, it's not like, it's not like he went up there and shot him or like did anything other than just a smack. And then like a strut away, you know, it was technically an assault, but it wasn't like he was out for blood. It was just, it shouldn't have happened, but at the end of the day, who cares? I don't feel like it's something that needs to, Ruin anybody's career in any big way, um, but I don't. Know, that's there's certainly, certainly
2: other. There's certainly other things that have happened, and there's certainly other other news that we could talk about. So perhaps we should just move on to other news, Jammer, and and and. Well, and be with, I would. Be and I, say, would. You know what? I would. I would. You got you got some other shit. What the fuck?
0: Well, I mean, at the Academy Awards, they're they're claiming that they told Will Smith to step away from the ceremony following correct, yeah. the the assault. Uh, but then apparently, so essentially they said, oh, he refused. But then it's been an update saying that a producer said for him to stay. So that's but like, I know there, there's Rock
2: also, didn't Chris Rock also say that he, he didn't want him to leave from a personal note? The producer said that. A bad situation worse.
0: Correct, exactly. Rock made it clear. He does not want to make a bad situation worse. So I know the reason why I want to address that is just because I know that you know, Will Smith did put out a statement and apologized, and of course, we could all put our opinions out there. It was like, oh, it wasn't genuine enough. Blah blah blah. Who cares? He apologized, did the thing, whatever. Um, but I know that there there might be some people who the last thing they heard was that he was supposed to leave and still didn't leave. And I at least want to put it out there and say, hey, there. It looks like there was some conflicting. Maybe he was asked to leave, but then maybe immediately the producers said, never mind, stay. So we don't fully know. The scope of it, and there was a lot of he says she said going on there with the Oscar situation. I'm sure people at the Academy Awards are just trying to uh, find ways to save face and not be yeah. the one who's uh, the, the the scapegoat of the situation. Yeah. Because I'm sure somebody's looking for a scapegoat here, and you know it's unfortunate. But yeah, I agree. Let's let's move on from this terrible non news and move <laughs> on to. From the non-news to a really, really weird rumor. And moving over to the D.C. side of things. And I'm not sure if you've heard of it. This was posted yesterday. Okay, uh, and this on. comes from Screen Geek. Screen Geek claims that they have knowledge about the fate of one Clark Kent in the ongoing D.C.E.U. events following what apparently we're going to be seeing in the Flash movie. So. If you don't want to hear any potential spoilers, you know, go away and come back immediately after, please, because we want your listens, but go away for a bit and then come back. So they said, according to their sources, the newly cast Supergirl actress, Sasha, I want to say Kaye, I don't know if that's how, you, I think it's Kaye, I don't know if she's Latina or not, uh, is playing... Kara Danvers' version of the character, and will replace Superman actor Henry Cavill as the DCEU's last survivor of Krypton. In the new rebooted timeline, the Kryptonian villain Zod kills Cavill's Superman as a baby. And, wow. yeah, so, that's, uh, that's quite the rumor. I don't know, wow. yeah, that's, uh, that's crazy. So, Danny, initial thoughts.
2: Wow, that—that's—I <laughs> mean, I'm all for you know potentially coming up with some different ideas and things to introduce a, a new character, actress, actor into this into this role. But but that particular way of doing it, holy shit, that's that's a yeah, that's a bold move. Let's just kill yeah. Superman as a back, but that's that what go back in time and kill baby Hitler kind of thing, is it? We I've got, got a chance now to end all this goodness. I don't want the last Boy Scout to we'll ever live again. Um, yeah, fascinating. I that I can't imagine that's true, but the flash. I mean, movie if does true, have all these flashpoint stuff going on. So I guess in an alternate timeline, universe, multiverse thing, which I fucking hate. I guess it could happen. If oh,
1: we're we're getting a signal. <laughs> the p- producer's going to c- come in real quick. Uh, my time to shine on Twitter. Very very re- reliable uh, leaker. Uh, tweet, tweeted out this this story is true. So while I'm not as f- familiar with Screen Screen Geek, uh, we as L- LRM are pretty familiar with uh, my time to shine. Hello on on Twitter and and uh, they they said true. Wow. So I mean, that's
0: uh, what do you think? I, obviously, it's a big deal, Danny. Is this a good move or a bad move for DC, and why?
2: Mm, I'm always torn between two sides in this. I think it potentially could be a good move because it does bring in a new, uh, a new actor, a new angle, a new character. Something we haven't seen before and moves away from, dare we say it, the Snyderverse angle of things. Uh, and to you know, start something new, maybe a better timeline, for want of a better word. But there's a lot of people, and myself included on this, that really enjoys Henry Cavill as Superman and would have liked to have seen more of him in that role with a potential sequel to, to, um, uh, to The Man of Steel. Um, so I am, I am torn to it. But I'm also, at the end of the day, I want to see it. I need to see these things before before I really formulate an opinion. I know that's kind of tough, right? Because obviously we've got nothing on this yet. We've not got we've any um, visuals. On, the movie's not out yet. Um, but my initial reaction is, yeah, okay, show me, be good, good idea. Let's try this stuff out. I'm happy to see it if it works, but I would like to have seen more Henry Cavill at some point. And so definitely torn between these two things, but I'll happily watch it. And if it turns out to be good, I'll go, great, great choice. Well done.
0: I mean, this is surprising to me on a couple of levels. Um, number one, I don't think and you can correct me if I'm wrong, that Cavill has ever shown a particular external allegiance towards Zack Snyder saying, oh, I'm only going to join if it's part of the Snyderverse. I'm only going to do this. I haven't seen any sort of loyalty from Cavill on that front. And it just seems like a waste as a result, because he seemed more than open to join on many occasions on like, oh, I want to come back as Superman. I want to play Superman. So it just seems a, it's weird that they're going so hard and fast saying, no, we're cutting you out. You know, this is, this is a way yep. for us to cut you out. It just, it seems unnecessary it, like to kill somebody yep. off. It's like, um, it's like, what was the thing that happened recently when they killed somebody off? I forget, but it just seems unnecessary and odd, but it's even weirder because Henry Cavill as much as he's been sort of a big, big actor, I feel like he's only growing in terms of his prominence within the geek community between his Witcher stuff, his love of gaming, his love of, of, of science fiction and fantasy novels. It just, it's growing to the point where I feel like people want to see it more than ever, just because they want to see Henry Cavill in a prominent role. And it just seems like a really odd time to just unnecessarily kick him to the curb and something that could long-term screw them over i guess ultimately they can go back to another universe and say oh no he's back da, 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 da. like who cares but it just seems it just feels like they're shooting themselves in the foot on this one yeah and and he's and not done mixing. he's not
2: put a foot wrong in that sense is he he's, he's done everything right, right so to speak. he's always been in love with the character who's always portrayed himself on and off screen as as a superman he comes across as a great guy like you just said he's 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 connecting with, with, shall we say, our side of society so much more with The Witcher and his love of gaming, like you said. So it does seem to be that when he's gaining in popularity, he's never put a foot wrong. He's never sided one way or the other. He's never like stood his, uh, planted his flag in. I'm only doing it if Zack Snyder's involved. He's always been the professional. I love the character. I'd love to return to Superman again. Never said only if or if. Only on one one condition and stuff, so yeah, it does seem rather strange, and he's only grown in prominence too It's you know, yeah. not like his his um, flower is fading it's he's getting stronger and stronger and more recognizable if that if that was even possible after being Superman so yeah, uh, if the rumor is true, then I guess we're gonna actually see it, but uh, it does seem a little strange it does seem unnecessary for sure hundred percent yeah. With
0: that. It's, it's it's just, it's committing hard to something. And I guess kudos to them on one level for trying something new. I know a lot of us complain about seeing too many of the same things over and over again, too much Batman, maybe too much Superman on some level. Yeah. So I guess they want to do something else. Something different is good, but then we also kind of going to the other side of things don't necessarily need to, go to characters that nobody is looking for. Like, I don't, th- I don't think I want to see a, a Batmite TV show or, you know, a Sarah <laughs> movie. I'm not saying that's the next logical step, but I, I just hope they're not going to kill him off. He's like, Oh no, we're going to go strictly with B tier characters going forward. Um, yeah. and I just, it just seems like an unnecessary and weird thing. And I- my mind also goes to Morbius cause who asked for a Morbius movie, you know, like, nobody necessarily wanted that but it's happening because they wanted to keep the rights to it but i guess it's not quite relevant but it's just it just seems strange i i I would be really weird if a studio was just like oh yeah fuck it let's kill him off let's get rid of him that way we we just don't have any further connections like how much do they hate zach snyder to do this move to to pull this off do you
2: feel that it feels a little bit like it could be that right you guys yeah. <laughs> the Snyder you keep wanting it, you can't in it. Well, what we'll do is then we'll just fucking kill all those characters. You can't have them. That's it. Um, but then so, but then we've got Aquaman 2, you know, in the can, right? Coming. So it for oh, they're not completely averse to what was uh, what Zack Snyder had done, the universe had set yeah. up and the characters and the actors. So and this, like we said before, Henry Cavill doesn't seem to have done anything wrong. So like, why is he getting the chop? You know, why why yeah, is and it, I don't the think it's controversial anyone. of the gang.
0: I don't think I've met anyone who's just like, I don't like him either as an actor or I don't, even if they don't like how Superman was written, I feel like everyone is just like, but I like him. I like his, his body in the role. You know, I I don't think I've known anyone who hates every aspect of him in the position. It, It just seems, it's just, it's out of left field. It's almost the equivalent of what they did with Venom in spider-man no way home where it's just like he's in the universe nah fuck off no he's not get out of here no, get not. out of this universe <laughs> where it's just like yeah you you wanted to know if he's in here sure we'll answer it nope not even close <laughs> nowhere near but at the end of the day there's also a potential down the line for them to pick him up in another universe i mean they've shown that they're more than willing to do that i mean we have the batman universe stuff happening they're yeah. running full forward with that. They're running full forward with, you know, the Aquaman stuff, as you said, which is a part of this universe, kind of, but not completely. It's just, they don't, continuity, schmanuity. They're playing X-Men. Yeah. Kind of. Except a little bit more logical than X-Men. You know, at least you can connect the dots somewhat. <laughs> yeah. Whereas X-Men, it was <laughs> no, just wait, like, this just happened, is. but no, it didn't. But yes, it <laughs> did, but no, it didn't. And we'll have Mystique, you know, end up being, you know, Striker for no reason at the end of Days of Future Past and then ruin everything.
2: anyway stay stay on track Jama. stay on track
0: yeah and uh actually i just saw here that you you posted something that i have not okay i'm not going to listen to this i'm not going to read this article kyle that you sent me it's from cosmic book news no thank you
1: no hold hold on the the thing is is again in in this (laughs) article uh um and it's only because it was the first one when when i googled it because i i just wanted to find it my time time to shine uh came in on on this as well with a couple of other uh insiders including one that does not like L- lrm online uh at all who's that uh, <laughs> miss grace what randolph uh oh she knows about <laughs> this <laughs> she talks this, about us uh this she's got us blocked on twitter, twitter. um <laughs> what did you do what did you I didn't do her? anything apparently that that's before me um oh anyway ways this is this is this is back in in january uh my time to shine and grace uh randolph and and some others uh, that that my time uh shared in his uh uh, dms like a screenshot uh there's a lot going on this was alluded to to back in in january you're also you're also looking at uh, uh batgirl becoming the primary bat for the uh for the DCEU pr- proper if you if you will um and uh Grace even teased that uh um uh Shazam uh would be one of the um, members of the Justice League go- going forward um yeah That's so cool. super supergirl uh bat bat girl taking over one wonder woman appears to to be uh the only uh uh old DCU if you will that's uh uh sticking <laughs> with it and then uh at the at the end of the at the end of all all of that um uh you've got uh someone that had sa- said said flash test screenings would be key to this this discussion of uh, whether or not they mm-hmm. they let uh uh Kaye Sasha Kaye uh take the, the soup's role so to speak so it seems like they tested tested well
0: okay, okay. and <clears throat> Grace Randolph you know any, any problems anyone has with her whatever she still has connections though she does definitely tend to double down on things unnecessarily when she is very clearly wrong but you know I'd still say there's at least a kernel of truth to probably 90 plus percent of what she says even if it's not completely true um but yeah so that's good to know so yeah it sounds like they're making bold bold moves over at at dc and this is coming from multiple sources and, and being shared with us in multiple different ways so very that's strange
2: like they're, they're creating the uh the comic book version of the spice girls so maybe that's why jason momoa is going to be left in there he's going to be scary spice <laughs> should we say salty spice see see, see salty, water, spice. salty, spice. salty yes. spice there you go there you go <laughs>
0: I'm completely down for that. Um, I mean, like, I think there was something to be said with uh, Marvel and its ability to take the B heroes and turn them into A heroes. And if maybe they're saying, hey, these are the people that, these are the characters that we think have the best stories to tell. Let's find a way to make the character love them rather than like with Superman, like with Batman. And maybe this is the key. Superman and Batman, people came in with a lot of preconceived notions because they knew these characters well. When you have these other characters, they may be beloved among the comic book community, but general public doesn't have that baggage. So they can kind of do what they want with them and make them as good of a movie as they can without really uh, ruining anybody's perspective. And maybe that's why. So hell, maybe it's a good move. Maybe it's a good move. And we've seen a lot of great DC movies and projects over the past couple of years I know I've liked most of what they've had to share with us. I mean, Justice League, Zack Snyder's Justice League last year, the Suicide Squad, Peacemaker, you know, just letting filmmakers do what they do. it, It seems to be doing well. So if they continue that, all right, sure, let's go for it. The Batman, I can't believe I forgot the Batman. That was great too.
2: Yeah, no, I'm with you. Yeah, that, that, that's. I'm. Uh, um, uh, when when is um release for the flash on you guys? Uh, Carl or John, can you remember when the, the the release date is for that?
0: I believe it's June or July of. I think it's June next year. June or July, summer of next year. It was recently pushed. I think from
1: early next year to June. June June 23rd right. next year. June 23. Yeah, what which
0: friends? I think could almost be. And this is prior to any Ezra Miller controversy, of course. Which could show a tremendous amount of faith in it because it is in the midst of summer season.
2: Yeah, that, yeah. I'm,
0: but then again, I don't know what the state of the industry is currently. I know when I was at the movie theater last night, I'm thinking, I can't believe, is our theater's back? I don't really know at this point. I still don't feel like I can reliably look at the box office and, and know whether or not a movie has been a success. It still yeah. doesn't feel quite right. It's just strange. Um, anyway. Next up, brother. Next up. Next up, Iron uh, You know, one of the many lovely Marvel studio shows that is coming on the way. Uh, you know, this is sort of the, the successor to Iron Man, so to speak. It's going to star Riri Williams making her debit. Uh, well, no, it won't actually. It's going to be at in, in Wakanda forever, but then she's going into her own show afterwards. And I know there has been some curiosity. It's like, okay, what, there's always some curiosity of how much of a hand does a filmmaker from one project to another have. So for example, when, um, civil war happened, it's like, how much hand does, does Spider-Man or does does the directors and filmmakers of Spider-Man have with that character going into the next Spider-Man movie, same thing with guardians of the galaxy, you know, how much hand did James Gunn have with this next movie, um, with infinity war. And now, you know, the same kind of thing is wondering here with, with, with Riri Williams and has to do with her debut in Wakanda Forever and the director of that, Ryan Coogler, who, you know, as we know, did Black Panther and is doing the sequel as well. Will he have any involvement in Ironheart? And Anthony Ramos, who is in the show, apparently revealed that, yes, he does have some involvement in it. And now I just intrigue, I want to know what capacity he's involved in. Is it like a role that is advisory? Is he maybe uh, credited as some sort of producer of some level? I don't think he would be an executive producer because that'd be pretty freaking hands-on. But it's just intriguing to know that there is some overlap there. Um, any initial thoughts about that, Danny? I'm, um,
2: I'm not 100%. Uh, Ironheart is not a character to me that I'm fully familiar with but I think in this particular piece of news I, I don't think I need to be that tuned in with the character itself only I always feel in these situations when directors are like you just said are involved in one part of the franchise but those characters are being used in other films that it's always going to be advisory in a sense of this is what I've got planned in my movie. So this is the character. This is the things that he, she may or may not do. So please avoid X, Y, Z, you know, don't do this, that, or the other, or come in and look at it and go, Oh, well, please don't do that because that might affect this. But I never see it as any, any bigger than that, except when James Gunn was involved. Cause I think it's his writing of the dialogue of the guardians that maybe wouldn't match with, the Russo brothers when they're involved so I think with characters like that when the director is also the writer I think there's more involvement than there is when someone's maybe just directing a film with this character in and that's the only level so you have to forgive me is Ryan Coogler involved in the writing process for Black Panther 2 or Black Panther 1 even or in my ignorance on that
0: that's a good question I don't know off the top of my head let me go ahead and look that up but I can see your point on that. And I guess for me, the only reason it comes across in, in a different way is it just has to do with this quote where they said, Oh yeah, you're a part of the Marvel family, blah, blah, blah. And he says, yeah, that's what we hope for. I feel blessed. It's an amazing project, incredible people, Chinaka Hodge, the showrunner and Ryan Coogler. Yeah. It's like weird to just name the showrunner along with him. It's not, it doesn't feel like a, like a small thing. You know, yeah, it doesn't feel I like he just
2: popped into the office one day and, and had a look around. It does look like sound like with that, that he was actually there for a while and had a, a mm-hmm. bigger input than that. Yeah, no, that's that's fair. Based on that comment. And, yeah, it, I agree.
0: And as far as Black Panther goes, um, he was one of the writers, credited writers, along with Joe Robert Cole um, in the original Black Panther movie. The sequel I'm still looking into the, the sequel, so I'll report back when the time comes regarding... I would think, would you not would you there. not
2: think that being involved in the first one is more likely to be even more yes. involved in the writing process in the second one, which would imply then that he's had more of a hand in this character in the second one, and therefore would make sense that he's involved when we yeah, these is, characters is used.
0: He is returning to write and direct the, yep. the movie. So yeah, he is on board. So yeah, he he fits that criteria of, yeah. of, you know, somebody who could potentially be more involved. Um, and I think it's good. I think it's a good thing overall to make sure there's so co- some cohesion in terms of the character, especially if Re yeah. Williams becomes a big part of Wakanda forever, making sure there's some cohesion between the, the narrative arcs. Like I'm thinking my mind goes to Thor and how he was handled between, you know, yeah. the, ragnarok and the two avengers movies into his upcoming film Their sort of handoff of the character arcs aren't important yeah but it does make me more excited for ironheart i was already excited about it and uh this just just adds a little bit of extra flavor but you know me i i'm excited but at the same time i feel like my my excitement for marvel projects tend to have a ceiling until like i'm about to watch them and then i'm like okay now i'm ready
2: yeah yeah Yeah, even even spider-man no way home yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, like I say, I'm not too familiar with the characters, so I can't really comment on whether or not Ironheart is a character that I'm super excited to see or not. But I'm excited to see these films. I'm certainly excited if Ryan Coogler is involved and, uh, in, in any way, shape or form. And so absolutely bring it on. Another film to just come, come on, hurry up. When are we going to get it? Feed me. Feed me, Seymour. Feed me. Give it to me.
0: <laughs> Feed me, Seymour.
2: Cut the crap. <laughs> I always remember that part of the movie
0: because for me when when the plant says cut the crap I'm like oh she swore the plant swore uh anyway for those who don't know that was from Little Shop of Horrors starring Rick Moranis which you definitely watch if you haven't which Nick Classic probably movie. wasn't
2: probably wasn't alive if Nick was here he would probably say he wasn't born when that came out
0: <laughs> I don't think I was either but you Fine. know that doesn't mean you don't watch it I actually what year did it come out I'm going to look that up right now Little Shop of 86 yeah i wasn't around either Shit. wait that was hold on, hold on that was a musical film yeah okay yeah i wasn't around then it was really funny it reminds me of tanya when she was just like oh my god nick i thought you were way younger than you are just because of your movie tastes <laughs> <laughs> so i mean i think i think that pretty much uh that checks out that's par for the course good job nick Let's move on to another rumor involving another Marvel TV show. This one, not as positive This rumor comes from Jeff Snyder, who is a, you know, we have those people who are like, you know, the the scoopers in the industry. He is like mama, mama bear scooper. He's like up there. (laughs) I don't know why I called him that, but he's like, you know, one of the, one of the adults in the room, so to speak, who's been around for a while and has scooped so many things and is just you know, he's been with a lot of things. Anyways, he had his, uh, his recent show and he had the following to say. I've heard not good things behind the scenes and I've asked whether it's Moon Knight or Ms. Marvel or Secret Invasion or any of these projects. And they're always like, She-Hulk is the one that could be a problem. I've heard it from the people working on it, from people actually working on it who are just like, we'll see. Um, and then he goes on to say, I think that's a lot of marvel things honestly and you know where it's just oh this could be really stupid like we'll see i'm sure people making guardians of the galaxy felt the same way and most of the time marvel pulls it out i think he means pulls it off because pulls it out just sounds yeah. weird uh but there will come a time it sounds like a it
2: sounds like a version of of, of uh, contraception
0: <laughs> God, <laughs> the worst kind of contraception um
2: it's <laughs> <That's> risky <laughs> <laughs>
0: there'll be a time where they won't and that's just the laws of movie making the laws of numbers and and honestly what kind of comes to my mind as well is the making of star wars i can't believe i'm making this comparison but you know i remember watching the the old documentaries and you had <sighs> kenneth baker is that is that his name who who's r2d2 yeah
2: yeah
0: okay uh got the thumbs up from our, our resident star wars historian over here and uh Kenny Baker, not Kenneth. Maybe it's Kenny. Who cares?
2: Yeah, you were very Regardless. formal, but you were correct. Yeah. I think i was, <laughs> so we, we would be call and Kenny, but yeah, but Kenneth.
0: Uh anyway, I remember him talking about how when they were on it, they're like, oh, this this movie's gonna be weird. It's just there's so many weird costumes, and people are just like, it's just it's strange. And that's the word he used often was strange. And so, yeah, as as Snyder says, it is one of those things where it's like in the moment, it's really hard to tell, is this yeah. actually? Is this good? Is this is this fun? Is this is this going to come together or not? And it's a conversation I'm sure many people had when making Morbius as well, which we'll talk about later. Uh, and <laughs> and I, I like the way that he he framed it here, where you know Marvel that I'm sure a lot of people think that, and most of the time they pull it off. But there will come a time where they won't, and that's just the laws of movement, making, the laws of numbers. It's like you take risks, yep. and you're not going to take all the risks. You're not going to hit all the risks. And I think the first example of that in recent memory was eternals no matter that whether or not i think it's a i think it's a decent movie i wouldn't call it amazing but i think it's okay i think it's good um a lot of people don't feel that way and i think that was just another that was a way of them taking a swing and a miss and i know people have talked about sort of the goofiness of this movie the fourth wall breaking of this movie and how maybe that is one of the reasons why this movie isn't succeeding um but yeah, what are your thoughts on this, Danny? I know I'm not sure you're probably, from the sound of it, not super familiar with She Hulk, but you know you're familiar with the rest of the Marvel properties. You're familiar sure. with um, the production well, and how that goes. What are your thoughts?
2: What was interesting to me was the first part of the quote, where it's I've heard not good things behind the scenes, and I've asked whether it's Moon Knight, Miss Marvel, or Secret Invasion. Now that implies to me that it was quite a while ago, because as we know, Moon Knight's already dropped. It's not only finished production; it's actually it's streaming mm-hmm. now, right? So. If he yeah. was asking about that included in that list of properties that were filming, that implies that this was actually quite a while ago, right? It, it could have been included... recent,
0: though. It could have been like why last include, week for all we know. Why
2: would he include yeah. Moon Knight in that? I suppose he could have done, someone that maybe hasn't seen the finished product. It just felt to me that it was more asking about um, pro- uh, projects that were currently filming, not right. ones that were in the can and, and streaming um but i'm with you on this i mean we've seen i'm sure you're the same we've seen so many of the um, behind the scenes making of and things and when you look at the the special effects stuff when they're when they're not holding anything in their hand except a colored stick and on the green screen background and all the characters and actors have got these little baubles and tennis ball ping pong ball stuck to them for example if you were to look at that you would think how the fuck is this gonna make a film how is this gonna look anything this is just like you said, weird. It's strange, or as as Sir Kenneth Baker once said, um, <laughs> very strange. So I would pretty much put that down to this, where they're they're doing something different. Like you said, they're breaking the fourth wall, and maybe they're doing it in a situation where she's she's hulked out or whatever she's calling it. So it looks a bit odd that she's doing all this stuff with the with the green screen suit stuff on it. And maybe it's just that it's simply this looks a bit weird because we've never seen it before. But I completely like, well, even when they swing and miss, like you just said, with The Eternals, I don't think it's a bad. It's not a complete fucking failure. It's just not to everyone's taste. But I still think that was a, a solid film. I wasn't desperate to watch it again, but now it's on Disney Plus. I'll probably catch it again. So a swing and a miss. I'm all for that. I Go for it. Please do something different each time. And we're going to talk about Moon Knight tonight as well. And there's some things in there that are different that they haven't necessarily done before, even on that first episode. So i'm not reading too much into it i'm super happy that they're making it go for it you know let's we'll wait and see what happens but i can't see it as anything more than just they're doing some weird shit and it looks odd to someone that walked on stage one day or on set one day of.
0: yeah i think uh i agree with you on that on that front I, I i don't put too much credence in it at this point things can look weird on set i remember those set photos of Doctor Strange looking like they're out of West Side Story where they're dancing, where where they weren't dancing, they were just (laughs) jumping on the streets. And it just looked like, it just looked weird. And people are like, oh, his costumes look terrible. People always try to judge costumes under suboptimal circumstances. And it it generally doesn't turn out well. Um, But yeah, you know, we'll see. I've gone on the record and said before, like, I don't think we're at a point right now ever in the near future where Marvel's going to put something out that's just, oh, really bad. I don't think it's going to happen. I think if anything, kind of like Falcon and the Winter Soldier and uh, where it's just, you'll have a show where it's just like, eh, that was okay. Like, it didn't really hit with me. It was okay. Like, I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it particularly. I I think we'll probably get more of those in in more quantity than before because there's just so many other projects hitting. Um, But yeah, that's kind of where I sit with it. Any last words about this story?
2: No, 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 it's just, it's just another thing of, yeah, just feed me some more, see more, feed me some more.
0: There was a, another follow-up from this from somebody called Lizzie Hill, and she's the editor-in-chief of Cosmic Circus, never heard of that, but they said that uh, they've heard positive things about She-Hulk, and reshoots went smoothly, they were told. Um, well, there you go. Another, another, another person, Casey Walsh, who is who I know a little bit more, Uh, They said they're not saying this is BS, but they haven't heard any issues with the show. And it sounds absolutely bonkers and hilarious. And I think that goes to the things we were talking about before. It sounds like they're really taking a swing with this one. And who knows? It could be a a swing in a tone that is just polarizing. Maybe not to everybody's taste. Yep. All right. Well, let's transition into Moon Knight. You know, nothing super crazy news happened apart from that that I recall. So Moon Knight hit, its first episode hit Disney Plus earlier this week. And I remember liking the trailer thinking like, oh, wow, that looks fun. But as happens in the time between the trailer and the time of release, I was just like, oh, I'm kind of tired. Do I really want to watch Moon Knight right now? It seems like it could be boring or maybe a bit too heavy or heavy or something. Maybe it's too serious, which was stupid to me because very infrequently are Marvel movies so serious to the point where they're not fun to watch. Yep. Anyway. So I, I started watching it and pretty quickly it, it caught me. It caught me pretty well. Um, uh, I mean, with that opening scene with Ethan Hawke breaking up glass and stepping into them, just that, oh, that guttural yeah. feel that I had in my gut. I'm like, okay, we got a weird cult dude, you know, who, who's going to be the main villain for this one. All right, whatever. We'll go with it. But um, and I'm always a bit. I'm always pretty uncertain whenever films try to use multiple personalities as a plot device, because of I don't know, just the Hollywoodization of it. It, it seems like it could be potentially harmful. But and even though they kind of are doing that with this, they never diagnose it or anything, yeah. or ever try to say like, this is what you have. It's more of a guy who just has a problem and who's trying to deal with it. You know, we, we're introduced to Oscar Isaac's character. He's kind of a loser. He's a pathetic loser. It's like literally his life sucks as much as a character who's about to be isekai. And Kyle knows what I'm talking about. And I'm I'm half expecting him to get hit by a bus, like in an opening scene, Uh, but it didn't (laughs) happen. And this very, this is for the 10 people in the audience who knew have any idea what I'm talking about apart from Kyle. Um, but anyways, his life is pathetic. But I was really endeared with him. I liked his sort of soft personality. He was nice, and there was a couple moments that I think they really held the balance well. And one of them was when he knew that there was somebody here that the guy I keep want to say Guy Pierce, no, Ethan Hawke's character was in the <laughs> in the museum to see him, and his manager kept pestering him. And then this could be a situation where he like quiets down and is just like, oh, okay, or goes off the deep end and just gets, you know, says something that really screws him over for later, but he really handled, he's like, could you please just give me a minute? Like he said it and it was like, okay, that felt like something that was genuine. It wasn't too over the top. It wasn't too soft. And it really made me think, okay, this guy is, you know, he's smart. He's not going to ruin his chances in any way. So I really appreciated that. But anyways, you know, that, between that and the intriguing aspect of him locking himself to his bed and it's just sort of the breadcrumbing throughout the story. You know, of how he wakes up or fall like he like blacks out and then wakes up mid fights is really cool. It's just it's very fun and constantly leading you along and way, just asking more questions throughout. And yeah. the episode did feel a bit long, but not in a bad way. Like, you know, kind of like how the Batman where I realized we were only at the end of the second act. But I was like, OK, sure, I'll go for another act that's kind of how I felt too, where I paused it because my dog wanted to go out. So I let him out and then I came back. I was like, oh, wow, I have like almost half an episode left. Okay. And I just yeah. kept playing. So I was engaged throughout and I can't really think of any real issues that I had through it. You know, it's hard to say because it's episode one, but you know, I was pretty pleased. It was entertaining. It was endearing, engaging, good visual effects, just seemed like a lot of fun. Um, but Danny, I've talked a lot. How do you feel about that first episode?
2: Yeah, I'm with you, though, buddy. I, I, It's definitely, I think the word you used quite a, a couple of times there was engaging and intriguing. I, I think a lot of that is down to how Oscar Isaacs is, is playing this role. And he seems to, one of the things I was super keen about from the great trailers that we got was to see how Oscar Isaacs was going to do this, um, you know, flayed out. And I love the fact that there's a that, that real distinct difference um, between at the moment that we're seeing his normal persona, the, should we say, the loser guy, Um, Stephen with a V, um, compared to the other guy, the Mark guy, which is going to be the more adept and more uh, self-assured version of the character. Um, I like the little nuances he's made to the way that uh, Stephen walks, etc. I'm wondering whether it's going to be one of those Christopher Reeve moments where obviously it's it's the same guy. How can you not realise that Mark and Stephen are not different people, you know, when when they meet them in the streets or something? Because they're clearly different is one of them does mark pretend to be Stephen a little bit so that he can disguise him or does he stand up taller and become more confident in the way he talks and acts and things so i'm intrigued to know what they're going to do with that because if he does become taller and more um, confident then they're going to go well surely you could tell that was a different guy then because that's not just that's obvious but that's but not a
0: good that's not a go-to though like if if, if you know my wife were to come home and acting either more confident or more like, oh like I'm not going to be yeah. like, well, clearly you're a different person. It would just be yeah, like, clearly, oh God, you, yeah, clearly you okay? you're a
2: doppelganger.
0: Yeah. That's not that's a, that's my, not a go-to.
2: <laughs> no, but true. But I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how he plays those two characters when they obviously start to see more of them interchanging face to face. We see more Mark and less Steven, et cetera. But at the moment I'm loving how he's playing that. Um, and yeah, like you say the the breadcrumbs they're leaving, you know, the, the the sand around the bed and the tape on the door always still seems to be there. So how is that not changing when he's clearly having these blackouts and stuff? So
0: well for me um, I'm like, well clearly this guy wakes up and it's just like oh my leg is strapped. I better unstrap myself. I'm um, doing yeah. jump Step over, the, over sand the sand and remove the tape. <laughs> yeah exactly. and put it back right before I wake up. So
2: because I knew exactly where it was yeah. Um I, what I did like is I do like how that you mentioned the the when he's Switching in between fights when he's in danger, Mark takes over. Um, I love the way they're doing that with the sound and the, um, the and the editing like on that. Like the yeah, do, 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 doing like it the jerky. A, that's boom, it, boom, yeah, boom. it's re, it's really quite abrupt. It's almost like someone's being ripped from one one character to another. And and so when he then notices that he's suddenly aware that he's in a completely different situation. I get that feeling. So they've matched the the way that he's playing that that switch to the sound effects and the camera work really does look like it's quite a wrench. This is not an easy thing to suddenly come into another you know, another half an hour later or 10 minutes later, or in this case, a couple of days later. Um, I'm really enjoying it so far. Like you, it did feel a bit long, but I think it's because they were trying to get quite a bit in to set stuff up quite early, so I'm okay with that because I feel that the next episode could could roll along quite, quite efficiently now. There's not so much setup needed, I don't think.
0: Yeah, and I'm surprised so yeah, I'm how, go how quickly his paths inter intersected with the villain already at this point. And yeah, I'm not sure yeah. where that's gonna go or how that dynamic's gonna play out because we don't fully know what his deal is as a cult leader. We don't fully understand how that intersects with Mark Spectre, the character, and even what Mark's I I you know relationship is with Steven's character. And it's just there's a lot of foundation laid but questions to be answered so yeah. um this i'm trying to think of, of how it compares to the other marvel shows so far and i think it might be my second favorite start so far what was first? What was first? i think i liked loki a lot i think loki was my favorite so far
2: wow. yeah loki you, you got that the most i can't i can't remember the start so i can, I can tell you like whether i enjoyed the shows or not but yeah that, that opening episode one i don't think i could
0: rank it like that yeah wow. i'm trying to think so we had, had loki wandavision and falcon and winter soldier that's it right that's it just three
2: and, and now i this feel like is- i'm
0: missing one i feel like i'm missing one other than this one i don't think so um wait
1: wait which ones did you say we said
0: had shows. wandavision falcon and the winter soldier and loki that's and it right what what if i don't count that okay yeah, don't, I mean no, li- live live action shows. I will say.
1: Yeah, then then uh, that's it. We're on we're on Moon Knight now. Yep. Okay. Cool. Yeah, yeah. So
0: it's it's up there for me, but we'll see how it's able to stick. I think Loki, while I liked the majority of it, didn't quite st- uh, stick. It stuck the landing, but it didn't stick the two thirds point for me. Like the right. the last, the middle, last part of it was not as strong as the rest of it. A lot of sitting around and talking and yep. non action happening. So uh, that was that kind of was a hit for it um and the negative. But overall, like, I think this was a good start. Hopefully, yep. they can continue the momentum because it seems like they're going for that psychological thriller slash comedy type feel. And I'm here for it.
2: Yeah. I was pleased they found a nice balance between the the, the comedy parts, it's particularly in the. In the chase sequence from the from the village mm-hmm. in, in the in the truck. I think that was when it that was probably even though it was the most dramatic and thrilling, it was also where the most comedy was. I seem to remember in how it was being mm-hmm. handled, from how he was avoiding stuff to almost the shock ending when they all got wiped out by the tumbling logs. Like, I was oh my god, that, that you know, was
0: cool. <laughs> oh, oh and I think um Marvel's ability to incorporate personalities into their fight scenes is great. And I think this is a new potential for them to do that. It's almost like upgrade in a way, you know, you have the fight scene where you have the guy takes control of his, or not the guy the the AI takes control of his body. And he's basically like, Oh my God, the entire time as he's fighting and not really in control, like just incorporating unique fight scenes is really interesting. And I think lots of potential for that. Once we actually see them switch off between the two personalities without yeah. the cutaways.
2: Yeah. Yeah. We had a taste of that when he was um, trying not to not to give the scarab to um, to the cult mm-hmm. leader. When we had exactly. a bit of that where he was wrestling with himself and we, we saw the physical, we say the physical comedy, but the physical acting of two characters in one body. Uh, mm-hmm yeah yeah it's pretty i think the bit that sticks out for me at the moment with and i always look back at it and laugh when i'm talking about the show is when he drove past the the, the young lady driving the truck and she flipped in the bird i thought that was quite <laughs> <laughs> i wasn't expecting that even but okay there we go there's some humor in the middle of the moment some old we don't even sure where she was in europe yeah fuck you
0: <laughs> yeah yeah i'm just I like curious that. how he how he ends up there like i want to know like, i got so many questions like how did he end up there where did he end up compared to where he was before like i don't know yeah location yeah. wise like all the in between London and
2: then somewhere in europe right so that that's not a short trip that, that that's a wherever it i mean it's it's a, a bit of it wrong. depends
0: i guess where but i i don't know we're nearly well enough to know what that landscape is what those building architecture is indicative of so who knows
2: well, they're fur- I would say they're further east somewhere. They're like Austria, um, Germany, somewhere that kind of area. Maybe a little bit further south, heading towards uh, former Yugoslavia kind of areas and stuff. Even maybe Czechoslovakia, that kind of area. But they're not necessarily French or Belgium. Closer to England, I mean. So they're going to be a little bit further than a day trip from London. So, um, so I mean that the, the yeah. timeline
0: makes yeah. sense. Yeah. How he, he missed two days out of nowhere. Missed his yep. date. Poor guy. I will say once again, another credit to him. Like he, yeah, he, he dressed for the occasion. He got chocolates and flowers. He was ready for that date. It just didn't work out. I'm sorry, yeah. dude. I am sorry. Two days late. Now,
2: well, that happened when you leave him sitting there for two days or you're two days late. I should say.
0: Yeah. I don't think she sat there the whole time,
2: but it's good. Point. No, I don't think so. No. <laughs> oh, you're finally here.
0: <laughs> what did you think of him talking to that human statue? Was that too much? Oh, it, <laughs> what do you no, think I think
2: was? it showed that he like you touched on the fact that he seems like a really nice guy, a good guy, and I think that's someone that he maybe confides in all the time. I got the impression that it's not the first time he's chat there. I think he gave him some chocolates or something, and he said these are your favorite or something. Um, unless we oh, find that later that. on that it's you know later on that's his dad or something like that that he has some sort of closer. Or
0: if he's a him. member of the cult, he's,
2: oh, yeah. like, I'm sorry, <laughs> yeah, he's got the ballot. Yeah. Um, got but the I got the impression that He was someone that he chatted to regularly on his way home from work and bought him his favorite chocolates and, and was his sounding board. Cause he knew he wasn't going to get told he was wrong or anything because this guy was not going to answer back. Right. So he could literally just tell him everything and anything. Uh, so I and thought there it was, was a nice moment. to
0: show. It was, and there was an extra endearing aspect, which was that he, he even knew it was weird. And like, when people was like, you take a picture, like, Oh yeah, I'll take a picture. Don't forget to tip. It's just like that sort of, yeah. you know, He's not just there completely, just in his own head to the point where he just doesn't understand people. He's like, he gets it, just talks, helps him out a little bit. You know, I thought it was good. I hope to see more from the human statue. We'll see what happens.
2: Well, okay.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think it's going to be important later. It's definitely going to be important.
2: I know, I agree. I don't think that's the last time we're going to see that particular character if we can call him that, in this show. Um, But in what capacity? I guess we'll find out, right?
0: Yeah, he's the real Mandarin. There's a twist. (laughs) So let's talk from one Marvel project to another. It is time to talk about Morbius, the living vampire, which is a title I think they should have retained because I think people would have known better what the heck they're getting into. Just yep. because Morbius, it's just, whatever, Morbius, whatever I, I go, if I didn't know comic books or I didn't, I wasn't engaged. I don't know if I would have gone to see a movie called Morbius and I, whatever, but that's just me. So right now, Morbius has uh, 16% on rotten tomatoes for critics, a 64% audience score with only 500 plus verified ratings. And the consensus reads as follows cursed with uninspired effects Wrote performances and a borderline nonsensical story this dreary mess is a vain attempt really oh that's a pun i was about to say they spelled vain wrong they spelled it v-e-i-n
2: but that's a pun.
0: it's a vain attempt to make morbius happen wow someone at rotten tomatoes had way too much fun with that one um okay what are your thoughts danny about this next film in the sony's universe of marvel characters the thing they keep trying to make happen started with venom continued with venom 2 kind of continued with no way home a little bit just a smidge and uh, continues further with morbius
2: yeah i i jonesy who is unfortunately not joining us tonight he said i i really need to watch venom 2 because i had not watched it up until two days ago i was not interested in it after hearing about it wasn't interested in it but it was merely to see how they would compare in their. Uh, I don't want to say their, how bad they are, but how average they are. Which one's the least appealing of two very average films, uh, or th- what we were, we were assuming was going to be an average film, and it delivered. It delivered an absolutely <laughs> average thing. It really did. It was. I didn't leave. I didn't leave the movie thinking that was awful. But I didn't leave going. Really can't wait to see more of that. Can't wait to see a sequel. I hope they make one. It was, it was just average. It was, it was okay. I was entertained in certain areas of it. I mean, we'll dive into more spoiler stuff. I'm sure there was moments when I was entertained, and there was moments when I was bored, and then there was moments where I was like, "Well, well, that jumped quickly into that. That we 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 progressed quickly from that. That seemed a bit, a bit." Um, a bit rushed, a bit ham-fisted. Okay, well, that's a bit of a shame. Oh, hold on. Now she's a vampire. What, shit? Well, okay. And then post-credits, we'll touch on those later. Average for me, not impressed one way or the other, really. It's just an average movie. And the runtime was perfect for that kind of film. I'm glad it didn't drag on.
0: Yeah, I'll say that too. Like it didn't drag on, which is good. I could have cut a little bit. Not because the story needed it, but just because I wanted to spend a little less time there. It was woefully average. That is the thing I, I wrote down. It just it follows the the typical comic book superhero/slash horror origin story to the letter. You can pretty much predict anything. You watch the first 20 minutes, 15 minutes. Yeah. You could probably predict everything that's gonna happen in this movie. Yeah. Very easy. What easily. happened
2: to his to his to his doctor friend? His- Girlfriend, and then his father figure, and who the main villain was going to be. Before we touch on spoilers, right? Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. It was it was very by the numbers, and which is okay sometimes if it's by the numbers, but with some some flair or something with something
0: something yeah something something.
2: yeah. But there was there was nothing other than a by the numbers origin story from a a a possibly um, a possible 18 certificate restricted certificate movie stripped down to a pg what pg 13 or something like that yeah it it didn't in the states yeah it it, it did exactly what it wanted to do but it clearly didn't want to be anything more than just average
0: yeah and that's that's kind of disappointing i think there was potential there for something but yeah it just it felt very 2000s early 2000s it felt like i could i could have come out the same year as x-men like the original x-men if that had come out the same year i would not have been surprised i mean that's the same criticism i had for venom I feel like that could have come out at the same time too with very few changes. And it would have been fine. Like something about the way Sony develops these movies just feels so archaic and yeah. how it's done. And I can't really put my finger on what it is, but it just, there like you, there was nothing that I hated. There wasn't a part where I was just like, Oh my God, that was the worst thing ever. I don't think there was a single moment like that. Yeah. There were a couple of clunky lines of dialogue here, a little bit uninspired here and there, but nothing that is just insulting on yep. any level it was just exactly what i expected like when i went into it and be like oh i hope this movie isn't this and it was exactly that on every level yep. um and yeah it's it's disappointing i wanted them to do better uh i'm trying to think here of anything super specific before we get into spoilers um
2: specific on casting well,
0: uh, the cast oh, okay. itself, like any other specific details, the cast I thought did as good of a job as they could have done. I yep. think that Jared Leto and and Matt Smith, they worked fine together. I think they both had some fun moments here and there. Um, but there are just too many parts where I think halfway through the movie, I kind of zoned out. I literally yep. started thinking about work and getting stressed about work, and I was not into the movie the whole time. like it yep. was that was its biggest flaw for me. Um, on the positive side, um, it was overall fairly competently made. I really do like the way they visualize his abilities with sort of like the, the I guess, the, the mist type of thing when he's going yeah. fast. It felt very, um, almost Castlevania in a way. And I thought that was cool. I liked the echolocation and how that was portrayed as well. Like the, yeah. the moment that hits to me is when he's trying to rescue his girlfriend. And then as he's going floating, you hear the boom. And you see, like the reverberation of her heartbeat. I thought that was pretty cool. So they had a couple of great ideas throughout, but it wasn't enough to carry a whole movie. Uh, And I feel bad for Jared Leto, who can't seem to lock down a a memorable or good superhero movie for himself. It's it's unfortunate. And uh, yeah, fortunately, unfortunately, hitched himself to the wrong wagon twice twice over.
2: Yeah, I don't think he's. I don't think he's necessarily bad in this as well. No, he's fine. I think he does a nice job or a good job of portraying um, uh, of of the of the doctor. See, so, you know, I'm I'm memorable. He is um, Morbius? I one, uh, yeah, I keep wanting to say the other one, Lucius. <laughs> oh. When he was there, when he was there, we couldn't Lucian. remember his. Uh, yeah, Lucian. That's it. Um, yeah. So I think he did a good job. I think given a better script and potentially more chance to have that character fleshed out a little bit, I, I think I'd be happy to watch him in as Morbius, but maybe in a, in a better film, in, in a, in a yeah. film that was all around him, which is better. Um, and, a, and and the I same did... with the supporting cast as well. Like you say, even Matt, Fitt, even um, um, Matt, Matt, Smith. Um, Matt Smith. I think he did a good job with what he was given. I do feel that the that character, should we say arc before we get into it was a bit rushed. That was like, Holy shit. That went, I mean, we saw it coming. We knew that was what was going to be the case, but, I would have liked to have seen a little bit more of why he was so keen and eager and quick to jump jump ship, should we say, from the um, from where he was before. But um, but again, that's not him. I, that that was how it was obviously edited and scripted, and that's what you do. But when you saw him on screen, and let him, particularly when they were together, I bought them as I bought them as growing up as best friends, and yeah. you know living their lives together. You know, obviously different paths, but staying friends after school. I I, I bought that. Straight away.
0: So, yeah, that's good. Yeah, good, good aspects here and there. There there are two other aspects that I didn't like. One, I didn't like the visual style. I feel like that sort of dark blue, muddled visual, there's nothing distinctive about it. It feels generic, old comic book slash generic vampire type feel that I'm like, okay, we could have gone any other direction with this. Like, it felt just, it felt like there was no directorial thing fingerprint on this movie. And I yep. wish it just felt so studio. Yeah. In every no, way just to say,
2: that sound that I got the feeling that that was a, a, a choice by the studio. So that making the CGI stuff would have been a little bit cheaper because when it's dark, mm-hmm. you don't have to spend so much time post-production and, and doing all that wonderful stuff. And I got a feeling that that was a restriction placed upon the director.
0: Probably, potentially
2: yeah. by the studio like you said a studio decision this is how much money you got and that's it you, you're not having a, a, a cent more um so do what you can with that and we'll make sure that uh, you stick to that um so maybe a bit more faith in the director to make the movie that that they wanted potentially i mean that's, that's a, assuming a, a lot that's assuming a yeah, lot we is, don't know yeah.
0: we don't know who what the director wanted maybe they just wanted to execute on something but yeah, yeah. I, I think the, the feel it felt very much like a kind of felt like the ghostwriter movies too i don't know what it is yes. like a movie that i would just i miss. Thought we'd seen
2: something like that before yeah. and you just said ghostwriter yes you're right sorry John. go ahead
0: no yeah because i think that's it like that's how i that's how i it feels like something maybe i missed and then randomly caught on like hbo one time when yeah. i was flipping through channels back in like the early 2000s again <laughs> and um i'll be like oh okay like I'm not doing anything. I'll watch it and I watch it and I'll be like, all right, well, that's, that happened. I'll move on. Yeah. What's next? Moving on with my life. Very unmemorable. So that visual style, not a fan of that. Um, And they're just, there are a couple of incidents in the movie where it just felt, they mentioned borderline nonsensical plot, you know, overall, the story kind of makes sense. But if like, you think about it too hard, it doesn't really make sense. Like I think a big, signifier of what type of movie it is is when it has the, the the subtitle says international waters i'm just like okay this is just written by somebody <laughs> who's just like let's just take them to international waters you could do anything because the there. last
2: line spoken was oh and we have to go to international waters we're going to need a load of money it's illegal and all this sort of stuff and we have to go to international waters it was almost like an austin powers moment wasn't it and then yeah. there you were in international waters well thanks for explaining that to me
0: (laughs) yeah and then i mean i don't i'm not like a an ocean person by any means but i don't know what you know freaking freighter that size can only have eight people none of whom seem to know how to actually you know
2: well, there's no way the those mercenaries were were, 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 were should we sailing say, it, piloting not sailing it. The ship, right? There's no fucking yeah. way they would have been. Uh, there would have been. Well, there would have been a captain, and there would have been many other people. There would have been people in the engine room and stuff. But no, apparently it was just the, the two doctors and eight guys eight with guns, beams. and they yeah. were sitting around yeah. playing cards. Who was fucking flying this boat?
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's that's. Type, isn't that, there's nothing particularly like. I don't. I don't have that much against it because whatever. It's a silly movie. It's fine. But I think that really does extrapolate what type of movie this was, where it's just like, it's just a broad strokes movie. Yes. Not really thought out, just like the basic idea, not much thought put into it. And that's fine. And and there are several moments too, where Morbius would do something stupid. Like when he was like, I want to test myself to see how long I could go without drinking blood. And then he locks himself in a room without Without any blood. blood. I'm like, you well, what's die? your plan? What are you going to do? Yeah. You gonna are you going to die? Are you going to break through? Like, what's the end game here? I don't understand what yeah. your plan
2: is. For someone that was so meticulous and experimental and, and logging everything to do something so silly, I was thinking that, well, why have you locked yourself in a room then? What are you going to do? Oh, okay, that's it. That's my time's up. I better drink some. Oh, shit. I didn't, I forgot to bring some blood with me. Yeah. And then that wouldn't work because you're likely to take the blood as soon as you start to get the itch, right? You wouldn't resist right to, I... yeah. Right. There was many moments like that where we're meant to just like you just said just brush over that and forget about it and walk past um, a, a moment that sticks out for me is when there was the the big russian guy was guarding matt smith's character for some reason about some sort of gambling thing or something okay and then they went for a walk so what what was he there for then? because they went for a walk after that and he wasn't following them he wasn't around them he wasn't protecting or guarding or anything like that so he was just in the house about then, that. this big Russian guy. Yeah, so he's not. Yeah, I, I yeah. didn't. I didn't understand. That was a plot thing that was completely unnecessary. He owed some That's money. We won some money. He was cheating the cards. So why is the Russian protect? Anyway, one of those things. Okay, moving on. And because the movie did, boom, 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 snap, snap. Go to the next bit. Go there. It was like okay, forget that because now we're somewhere else. So broad strokes. We're meant to forget and forgive a lot of stuff in this film as the viewer.
0: Yeah, that just nails it to a T. Like very broad strokes, not a lot thought about it. Very paint by numbers. Overall, not the worst thing in the world, but nothing to write home about. This is a a movie that could have used personality and actual work, you know, on some level. (laughs) And I feel bad because of all the the acting talent they had involved was overall fairly good. You know, it was fine.
2: But that's just it, isn't it. It was fine. Move on. When's the next one coming out? You know, when's the next yeah. film next weekend? You know, what, what's, what's the big film next weekend for us for me?
0: Yeah, not this one. I, I remember yeah. I, I was worried like, fuck, we're going to watch Morbius. I don't want to. It's exactly what I feared.
2: Yeah.
0: And the worst part, I had to see it with my wife on her birthday she's just like oh every girl's dream to go see Morbius on her birthday
2: (laughs) (laughs) well I'm sure you can make up for it when you got home young Jammer
0: oh yeah for sure we went straight to bed can we we
2: can we do we feel confident enough to talk about the um um post credit -credit scene was there was that one right at the end as in right at the very end because I left off the first two oh fuck. no what did I miss? Well,
0: no no the first two yeah i mean that's all that's all i stayed for once the credits credits rolled they started the actual credits i was just yeah. like i'm not staying i don't i, got, yeah, I, mean, I don't it, care
2: that's exactly what i said there might be another one but i can't be bothered anymore that's it that, mm-hmm. that, that's an, that's adding another five minutes to a film i don't, really don't want to stay around for so the two we saw then what's your take on that the, the first one was the introduction of mr tombs suddenly appearing in a jail cell which doesn't go with anything we've seen up to this point and actually it's not true we,
0: it does go with no way home with with venom appearing out of nowhere and then disappearing at the end oh of no i'm way sorry home. i see
2: what you mean it does, yeah it goes with matches with that but it doesn't match with um, what we saw in the trailers is what i was going to go with where oh yeah it no it doesn't where he seems to be walking out of the prison and and more yeah. walking in or some or something like that um, and yeah. then the second scene, well, well, let's go with the first one. What did you think of that first one with um Tombs appearing with the crack in the sky caused by, I'm assuming, what Doctor Strange did in No Way Home?
0: If this was a better movie, I would have been totally fine with that post credit scene because it yep. would have been like, oh, this is intriguing. Like, what happens in a world where someone just randomly appears? Like, I'm intrigued to see what happens from there. But it came after a movie I didn't care about. I'm like, oh no. He's not going to be in Spider-Man anymore. That sucks. Yeah. I really liked his interaction with Peter. And it made me wonder, I'm like, oh, no, is, is Sony going to screw over Andrew Garfield again and make him go up against this guy? Like, I don't yeah. know. Maybe. It's possible. Because I know everyone's great, like wants, like, ooh, give me Amazing Spider-Man 3, Amazing Spider-Man 3.
2: Maybe so this is be, Amazing
0: Spider-Man 3.
2: Yeah, maybe Andrew Garfield's. Spider-Verse is this one, the one we watched Morbius in. Is that what maybe? You did? Maybe did with Venom as well. This right. Yeah.
0: At least you know, Andrew Garfield will get his dream of fighting aliens. You know, he'll fight Venom, presumably. So he'll yeah. have that.
2: Yeah. Okay. That, but, uh, I was trying to get my month, head around which, which spider-verse, for want of a better word, this this happened in. So it's not this I don't thing, foresee this movie, them I mean, making Morbius. a new one. I don't right. foresee
0: them making a new one. It, I mean, I maybe I'm wrong, but I don't I think it's gonna be Andrew. It would be Andrew Garfield if they are gonna continue. We have a
1: word what from do. Kyle. Oh, you got
2: something for this, buddy?
1: Uh share, shared it with you as as well, jammer uh the direct the director came out before the release to clarify the which universe this this is quote Mor- morbius and he spoke with cinema cinema blend but quote morbius lives in the same universe as as venom this is the universe uh we saw venom exit at the end of venom let there be carnage and and return to at the end of spider-man no no way home there's some mm-hmm. additional things in there jammer if you want to uh bounce anything you guys are thinking off of that but yeah, yeah, I wanted to put that up there for for you.
0: I mean, yeah, that's it funny. makes sense that it was it was the Venom universe. It's just I'm wondering, does the Venom universe exist in the same world as the Amazing Spider-Man universe? It feels more on yeah. par with that. Is there more? If there's more. I don't see that. My understanding is that audiences will discover the, the answer soon. I know, I figured, but that, that's a non-answer, Kyle. Um, <laughs> Let's see here. It's clearly established, it is possible for characters to transfer from one multiverse to another. The events of No Way Home have the effect of transferring Venom and Vulture back and forth between the MCU and the Venom universe. So once again, that's a non-answer, Kyle. That's unhelpful. Uh, Unhelpful. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, it's... uh, I don't like it because I did not like this movie that much and I didn't like Venom. I haven't seen Venom 2 still. Uh, So whatever. Like I just... It's a waste. And then tagging
2: on, and then are you and you and then tagging on the second one where Morbius drives into the middle of nowhere to meet Vulture in his mm. full costume. So, where if if Tombs has just appeared in this universe due to the crack in the timeline, Spider Verse interwebs thing, where did he get the suit from, or has he been it's around? A good a question. While now?
0: I know he mentioned that. Uh, that oh, he's a resourceful guy, and I'm like but you used Chitari tech in order to build yeah. that stuff in the previous universe. And you didn't even do it yourself. You just had the tinkerer helping you doing most yeah. of the work. So that's like, that's two strikes against him. I mean, maybe he found someone else who's the equivalent of the tinkerer, but it just seems odd.
2: Yeah. And the fact that it wasn't um, Michael Keaton, we didn't see his face. He, he, he remained in costume the entire way. through. I think that, just, think that cool. just, that
0: just, that just makes me think that it's a they didn't have Michael Keaton on the day and they wanted to cover his face well, and have well, face yeah so no I,
2: I agree but obviously they got him to do the the voice but it just made me think that this was even added on randomly afterwards as an afterthought yep. or something you know okay shit we we you know let's add this extra bit and have the vulture suit so people know who the vulture is and I, the whole thing just seemed really pointless and weird and and just asked asked more questions and it gave me int- I wasn't. Intrigued by it to see moving forwards, so I was just like, "Well, that was fucking silly." Because now that's just confused the, the muddied the waters even more than they already were. So, yeah, yeah. Oh, you got something, brother?
1: Yeah, here's a cool question I'll we'll throw out to you, you guys. Jammer, you were here in in '19 when the whole uh, Sony looked like they were going to just you know take their ball and, and go home. A lot of the things that I've seen it seen and heard about about this movie. And you got to remember, this was filming when Sony and Marvel were having their fall fallout. The January twenty twenty one tray trailer for this revealed the murderer poster and Keaton at the end. Oh yes, yeah. does, does this not feel like that they were trying to make this where they just take t- Tom Holland? Like I had theorized after Far From Home, he would go out to San Francisco. Beyond the, they were just going to say this is the same Tom Tom Holland universe. But we're not going to talk about, about the Avengers. Do you guys kind of get that, that feeling from, from that jammer and see where may, maybe editing after words and filming more later tried to correct that? I don't know if I see that
0: particular instance, but I definitely see an instance where they wanted to try to do one thing and then decided last minute to change it to something else. Like it yeah. does seem like there's no solid vision in mind right now, and it's just a matter of, well, what do we want to do now? What do we want to do this week? What do we want to do next week? Um, and kind of just going forward with that. It's poor Daniel Espinosa being like, I don't know. It was this one when I made it, but it might be something different now. Yeah. Who knows?
2: Yeah, I, I, I don't see it as being anything other than, than that. It, it could have possibly been absolutely 100% this is going to be ours, we're going to move it and we're just not going to talk about the other, the, the other Marvel guys. And you could see how this film could have done that at any point, right? There was nothing in the film itself. The trailers had these tidbits, but there's nothing in the film itself um, that, that hinted that it could was in any particular universe. So they obviously decided that let's keep it ambiguous because then we can make a decision at the end or as what's ongoing and stuff. A quick question just slightly off because it's just sparked a memory from the film is there a character in the marvel comics um called chameleon yes so, yes he's going to be yes is, Craven. Right, but, right because there's a there's a moment and i can't remember exactly what it is but someone's reading the newspaper i think it's the 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 female doctor apologies i can't remember now she's reading the newspaper and the main headline is dr morbius blood sucking doing something but in the top right hand corner there's a uh, a, a subheading a sub um, title that mentions chameleon chameleon found something or something and so that immediately to me was that that was a character a marvel character potentially because it just sounded like one and you just confirmed that carl there was a scene reading a newspaper top right caller mentioned chameleon doing something hmm and we haven't heard anything else about a film. I mean, I know they're going to throw bits and pieces out, for example, the Daily Bugle, right? That was the newspaper that kept being picked up and looked at, et cetera. Um, but yeah, that was, I found that as a, a little, uh, uh, not even an Easter egg, but something that like, intrigued me because I thought it was a character. And Carl, you just confirmed it. For,
1: for, no idea for who
2: it
1: is. yeah, for, for fun, funsies, uh, Fred Heisinger, hikinger. Uh, played in uh, White Lotus, n- News of the World, uh, The Woman in the Wind, Fear Street Part One. He's going to be uh, Chameleon in Craven the Hunter, come
0: on, come on, 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 which is interesting, interesting
1: en- enough. Co-produced by Marvel Studios, if uh, Production Weekly is supposed to be, be believed. Are you sure it doesn't
0: mean in association with no, Marvel like they no, do? No,
1: no, no. Feige's name is on on the on the document over at on production. Craven? On on on. Uh, well, they were un untitled. Uh, twenty twenty three Marvel's Sony fil- films, Marvel's studios, and Feige's name along with Sony and pa- Pascal. Um, and logic would say that that's Craven and and Madame Web.
2: Yeah,
1: and so there you go. Yeah, it's, it's sad that like
0: in theory this stuff is would be cool but i'm just like i don't this is such a boring movie overall that i'm like eh, <laughs> don't care yeah. just yeah. bring it take it over to marvel just just let marvel have it i know they're not going to but i mean just let them stop trying to make your universe happen
2: yeah just take some money when they make a film and be done with it because you're going to get more that way anyway long term if you can take a yeah. share of the pie whatever it was or the money from the I know the merchandise or whatever the deal they have with the Spider-Man films. Take yeah. some money. Take off the money. Yep.
0: So what would you rate this on our on our scale, our, our letter grade scale?
2: Uh, on the letter grade, yeah. I'd D. Maybe a D plus.
0: Oh, uh, 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 excuse me. I'm thinking C minus or D plus. I'm kind of on that border as well. I'll probably stick to yep. C minus, because as I mentioned, very, very average, below average. It's funny because I, I look at the uh, the rating on Rotten Tomatoes. I'm like 18% or whatever it is. I forgot what the number was already. Um, but I'm like, oh, that sounds really negative. But I'm like, but I'm on the negative side on that one. Like I'm not, yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying it's the worst thing ever or 16%. Um, but I could see why everyone would be skewing negative on this one. A lot of people yep. would also are also more proactively, probably proactively hate it a lot more than I do as well. So I mean, I could see it.
2: I could see yep. it. I, would, I, wouldn't tell, I wouldn't tell people I hate it. i would just say it's average. If you've got nothing else to watch and you really want to go to the cinema, then fine. But there's still a couple of better films to watch out there. Go see Lost City that, instead. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> You're the that. only
0: person I know who didn't like that movie. I, d-
2: I, don't, I don't understand why people like it as much as they do. I mean, sure, on a Sunday afternoon, if it was free to TV, but to go and pay for that, oh, fuck. But I didn't hate it <sighs> as much as I hated Moonbase or Moon Landing or Moon Moon Thing, whatever the moon one was. What was moon? that movie called? I don't know. Moon. Whatever. M- moon moon fall. Rising. Moonfall. Moon fall. That's moon it. Fall. There
0: you go. That's it. All right. Well, <laughs> unless I I, if you down? don't have anything to say, I don't have anything to say. Let's go ahead and wrap things up then. I'm going to, you want to follow us, see some, you know, lots of great podcasts. Be sure to check out our genreverse podcast podcast network youtube channel of course you can see genreverse podcast network wherever you find podcasts where you can get all kinds of great shows such as marvel multiverse madness that's that's the title right mayhem dang it i knew i said it wrong um you okay. got the the daily cup of genre you got animeversal re- reviews and several other shows coming down the pipe constantly filling your eyeballs and your ear holes with great goodness uh, and, you know, also be sure to check out lrmonline.com for the latest in entertainment news. We got scoops, we got reviews, we got interviews, lots of great stuff in there. And as is directly relevant to this lovely, lovely film that we just watched, um, our very own Manuel, Emmanuel Gonzalez, he recently spoke with uh, one of the actors, Al Madrigal who played the comedic relief cop in Morbius. Oh, yeah. Tyrese Gibson. Why was he there? He didn't do anything. He wasn't his same character from Fast and Furious at all. He was just super serious the entire time. Boring. Um, But, yeah, check out all that stuff. And uh, where can people find you, Danny? Danny?
2: I will be found if you are looking for me at home building my new Lego DeLorean.
0: Oh, nice, nice. You got to show that when it's finished. How big is it?
2: I will. I'm, um, yes, I've not decided yet. They've done this rather intriguing, um, kit where you can build one of the three versions out of the same pieces. So you can either build the original, you can build the steampunk retro version, or in course, the one that can fly. So you choose which one you're going to build, and I quite like that idea. I'm erring on the side of building the original, the 1985 model. Um, so, yes, that's where I'm going to go. Uh, and that's where you'll find me.
0: All right. And you can find me on Twitter at Jam the Writer and all of my books under the name AJ Cerna on Amazon and Audible. Uh, but, yeah, that wraps it up for this episode. Aslazania, lasagna. Don't get any on ya. Mission accomplished. Do I say all of them now? Is that what happens when no one else them. is here?
2: I'm not saying anything. Yeah. Yeah. Mission accomplished. Yeah. <laughs>